Welcome back to another episode of Sippin' Saints. I'm Zach. I'm here with our regulars, Abel and Josiah. But today we have a new guest. Uh, her name is Imani. Would you introduce yourself for us? Yeah. Hello. I'm Imani. Uh, I'm a senior at Moody, uh, nice. Brazilian Argentinian, and grew up in India. Wow. Awesome. Nice. Give it up for Imani. Wait, yeah. Born in Brazil or born in Argentina? Born in India. And born in India. Yeah, raised in India as well. Oh, that's so sick. Colombian. Colombian. Nice. South American <laughs> blood. Yeah. yeah. But raised in Chicago. <laughs> uh, I am from Southern California. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're here to talk today about what it looks like to walk in obedience to the Lord. You know, we talk about it a lot in church about surrendering to God and to his will for our life. Amen. We talk about Jesus as Lord and Savior. Um, but what does it look like for those of us who are maybe struggling to walk in obedience or uh, struggling to figure out what does it look like for Jesus to be Lord in my life specifically? How does it look like for me to live with Jesus as my Lord? Well, we're here to talk about that uh, today. So yeah. that's our topic. Yeah, I think it's really like we were just talking about it earlier. Um, you know, Lordship is just, a, in my opinion, it's a fancy word for completely surrendering every area of your life to Christ, right? It's really easy um, in this day and age, right, Amani, you were saying this earlier that because the kind of the secular mindset, the cultural mindset is do what you want to do and do what makes you happy, follow your truth. You know, if as long as it's not hurting anybody else, then it's okay to do that. Right. You, am yeah, I spot preach, on? Yeah, spot that's on, right? exactly what people say. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then, you know, you take that mindset and you come to Christ and there are, um, parts of that mindset that can continue on with yeah, your relationship with Christ where you think that, well, I'm not hurting anybody. So, you know, I'm going to continue to do this, even though it's not fully submitting to God. And so I think a lot of us, it's really easy to find yourself in that position. And it's really easy to be blinded if you don't think you're in that position of, of following your own ways and not completely surrendering to God. Well, at least what I've noticed in my life. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Amani, you're, you're in your senior year. We all remember you get a little flashback zach your 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 some of those final years of college i remember sure. and we were saying this before i remember being so stressed about my future mm. and what i was going to do and you're getting the questions every family gathering you're at anybody you meet it's just the default question so what are you going to do what yeah. are you going to do what job are you going to get and you're like i don't know like i don't i don't know and so talk to us a little bit about what you're going through or what you think about when you think about the area of lordship obedience in the senior year of, of Moody mm. College and thinking about the future. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a funny question because like constantly amongst me and my friends, we're constantly talking about like, okay, what is it going to look like? And everybody's asking me because I'm an international, so mm -hmm. I don't live here in the States. Mm -hmm. And your visa expires and then oh. what happens, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you want to have it planned out because you want to know what it's going to look like, but you, you can't necessarily because yeah. um, we have to remind ourselves that we can't see as far as God can, you know, like he sees the bigger picture and yeah, we need to trust, like, like he'll reveal it to us in time. But that in time is a little frustrating because mm. our generation, um, or maybe I speak for myself, we want things now. Yep. And mm. we don't want to wait until it's revealed, you know, so in the time when we need to make a decision or we have an interview at a job, uh, we're like, we need to sit down and we need to pray, you know, um, 
and that's what like obedience looks like hmm. uh surrendering and bringing hmm. it before god before we take those decisions yeah um especially in this phase of like what's gonna happen next hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And how many, she, she used the word, you know, freedom, right? You know, yeah. we like uh, our freedom. How, how much of it is, of our struggle is linked to that, right? Mm. This old mentality, Romans 12, the old mindset, the old way of thinking. It's like, it's my life. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Who are you to tell me what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day that my brother's in the army mm. and being in the army I joke with him sometimes, like he, sometimes he misses out on family trips. He's like, oh, you guys are going there without me and you guys are going there. And, uh, well, and I joke with him like, hey dude, like you're in the army, man. Like they tell you what to do. You're like, you're owned by them. They tell you where to, you know, where to eat, where to sleep. They tell you where to live. They tell you what job you're going to do. And I was thinking, I was like, that is really the essence of of a Christian. Like it's that idea of the military owns him for a season, right? They yeah. have they have the, the right to direct him and guide him. Mm. And he can't go, I don't like, you know, he could say, I don't like this, but he's signed up for that, yeah. right? right? And the Christian walk, we've signed up, not just to have our sins forgiven, but we've signed up to say, Jesus, I'm under your lordship. I'm yeah. under your leadership. I'm under your guidance. Mm-hmm. I will follow your direction. Yeah. And there may be times that we don't like that, right. but you know, really everything in our life, we should be asking God, is this what you want yeah. for my life? Is this what you want for me mm-hmm. to do? And it's so easy to, especially when like, like we were talking earlier, when you think you're doing like the decision that you're going to make, the decision that you're going to make isn't going to be one that's going to hurt anybody, isn't a sinful one. It, it's a beneficial one, you know, but because you assume all these things that it's going to be a benefit, it's not a bad decision, you don't actually seek the Lord's opinion on it, right? Mm. Like I remember when I was graduating from high school, going into college, I wanted to be a special needs teacher and and work in special education. But then I like leading up to my first semester of college, you know, it dawned on me that I hadn't sought the Lord out and like, hey, what do you, mm. what do you want me to do actually? Like I just been assuming this. And just assuming that this is where you're leading me and this is where you want me to go. But I actually haven't asked for you to speak into this area. And when he did, you know, he completely shifted my life and put me on a different journey um, into ministry and a calling into ministry. And so, yeah, I think a lot of times we can get caught up in the, you know, you want the benefits of salvation, but you don't want the the process of salvation. You don't want the, the, the journey of salvation. You just want to know that okay, my, my name is written in the book of life. My, I'm, I'm in, I made it to heaven, but I actually haven't gone through any life transformation or any submission to Christ's lordship or leadership over your life um, to actually see the fruits of your salvation. Hmm. Where do you see people struggle with it? Where do you guys see people hmm. around you? Where do you see them struggle with submitting or trusting God in certain areas or living in God's way opposed to maybe the way that they used to live? I think the one that comes to mind the quickest is relationships and like mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend dating relationships, especially mm-hmm. if like someone is flirting to convert or, you know, is trying to, trying to it's flirting to convert. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> trying to date a non-believer who, uh-huh. and they want him to become a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they realize like, ah, oh, this isn't healthy. Like, I, like I shouldn't be in this relationship. And then that, now they're in this like struggle of like, should I break up with them? Yeah. You know, I have feelings for them, but, you know, I know that the Lord has called me to be equally yoked. And mm-hmm. so I see that a lot with relationships and, you know, surrendering 
your way of dating versus God's way of, of you know, a spouse and marriage and dating and all that. Mm-hmm. So relationships for sure. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really clear one. I think that's one of the biggest ones as well. I've noticed people will start to make like rationalize, like they'll try to justify it and be like, yeah. oh, well, you know, he or she, they go to church like, <laughs> yeah. like once a month with their grandma. Yeah. Uh, and so they're like, you know, they're, they call themselves a Christian yeah. and all that stuff. It's, but it's, it's very clear they're not actually walking in, mm. in faith, whatever. Mm. I think another area where it becomes very, that it's a, a, a real struggle is in the way people spend their time mm. and just like structure their day and, or don't structure their day. Um, so, you know, we, we, we invest so much of our time into just so many random things and it's typically on, uh, or a lot of times it could be just on a whim of what we're feeling mm. like doing. Um, you know, so we'll hit that. Okay. Let's watch one more episode. Let's watch mm-hmm. two more episodes. And then before we know it, we just spent four hours like binging something or, yeah. mm. um, you know, we're scrolling through social media or maybe it's more, it's things like we're spending all our time focused on sports or school and things like that. But we don't make time in those places for the things we know, like the, the Lord is leading us into, mm. um, like for example, time with him, time with him that isn't just like commanded because there are certain there's a certain checklist you have to fill out to be a good Christian, but things that are um, commanded because God wants to give you life through those times with him and and through those things. Um, but I think a lot of people str- I struggle with mm-hmm. that's where I struggle a lot with lordship in my own life is submitting my time to the Lord and instead coming up with all these better ways to spend my time. Mm. What about treasure? Money. Mm. I was just about to comment on that. Um, With money also comes like comfortability and Mm. like being well financially. Um, I recently had a friend who just graduated um, and she was in between two jobs of one that paid really well. And she's also international. So Mm. like, if you get a job that pays well, you yeah. kind of need to take it. But the other job was in an area that she has been called for since mm. she was little. Mm. Uh, she does music mm. and her name's Christy. Um, mm. And she she does music and she was going to do therapy in the form of music. Mm. And that's wow. what she wanted to do since that's she cool. was little. Yeah. Um, great instrument player. Like she plays all the instruments. Mm. And so, yeah, she was wrestling in between both of those jobs. Mm. Because um, in order to live here in the states, like yeah. you need yeah. to have Especially money. In Chicago, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, after a long time of prayer, she was like, "No, like this is what I'm called for." You know, mm. I want to do ministry. I want to um, do music in the form of therapy. You know, so mm. yeah, that was really cool to see her testimony yeah. and how, at the end of the day, she chose something that she was called for. Yeah. Another one is like habits, just like habits that aren't necessarily bad. Like, um, for me, it could be like video games, right? Mm -hmm. If I allow kind of similar to the time one, right. But Mm -hmm. if I allow video games to start to dictate how I schedule my days, because I want to make sure I have time for video games, Mm -hmm. then that has become my Lord over Christ. Right. So I think that maybe Mm -hmm. a question we could, you could ask yourself if you're listening is, what what am I allowing to? Uh, what am I pro- prioritizing? Where are my priorities? What am I scheduling my day around? What am I? What is taking up my thoughts? And what am I thinking about 
like what is reoccurring like mm. all these all those are signals to what is actually what you are actually submitting your life to right like where where your money is there is what you value the most right so like you know what's your giving like what what are what are you giving your money to what are you spending money on what are you spending time on all these things are are signals of what is actually ruling your life yeah yeah, that's a good word. What what is the quality of the content you are consuming, uh-huh. taking into yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we justify music, and I'm, and you know, I think conversation about what kind of music and movies we can watch and listen to can be a nuanced conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, often the stuff we take in um, affects us in a certain way, and we're not always honest about the way it affects us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would be better to put boundaries around that. Yeah. Um, but we just like it, so yeah. we continue to. Yeah. And speaking about yeah. masters and lordship, I think of the verse Matthew six verse twenty four. Mm. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Yeah. So it's about love. It's about devotion, and then it finishes by saying you cannot serve both God and money. He's talking about one area there, right? But I think that it relates to a lot of areas. What do you guys think about that in that idea of, as we're talking about master, lordship, ownership, what we do, time, talent, treasure, what we do with what we've been entrusted. Yeah. Uh, speak to this reality of what this verse is saying to our to our lives that we live. Yeah. I think like you really, like the Christian walk, when you, when you become a follower of Jesus and you genuinely... Um, start a relationship with Jesus and you start to regularly walk with him and, and do life with Jesus, um, it, you know, obviously you're not going to become a perfect human being on this side of heaven. But I think having the the perspective of I'm a steward and not an owner really, really helps you submit and know that Christ is over your life, right? So what I mean by that. Um, a steward is someone, it's basically a manager, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who manages the resources they've been given to them. So if the Lord has blessed you with a lot of money, right? You are not the owner of that money as much as you think you are, right? You, just because you made the money or put in the time to make the money doesn't necessarily mean you are the sole owner of that money. You are a, a manager of what God has given you and blessed you with to be able to steward that well, to use it for his kingdom. So I think, you know, to, to Jesus's point and to the verse, you can't serve two gods and you can't serve God and serve money um, because one is going to take more of your devotion, more of your time, more of your, 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 you know, your very being. And so, choosing to serve God is also acknowledging that you are a manager and a steward over the things that are given to you. It Money's not bad, right? It's it's a neutral thing, right? Mm-hmm. Same with a lot of other stuff in our life. They're not necessarily bad things, but when good things become ultimate things, then it's like, okay, now you've placed Lord, that thing has become the king over your life and not Christ anymore. It's good. Yeah. Lordship, I think, conveys final decision-making power Mm. and i think part of what jesus is alluding to and saying explicitly here is that what is your lord will ultimately guide your decisions yeah Mm -hmm. and you know zach when you're married when you get married you now have somebody else in the equation that's making decisions with you and influencing your decisions sometimes we get married to some of these other things in life we Mm. get married to our career 
And if our career becomes our Lord, then we'll do whatever we have to do to serve that God, please that, get ahead, um, even at the expense of our relationship with other people or, more importantly, our relationship with Christ. So there's always something that, you know, you 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 can't have two masters. You, you can't have. There's not going to be two things. There's going to be. There's. I think the reality part of what it's saying is that there's always something that's the bigger priority for you. Yeah. You can't have two masters because there's always something that's the bigger deal to you. Yeah. There's always something that's going to have a greater influence on you making the decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think reverse engineering that is asking ourselves, if you want to find out what your Lord is, what is the thing that weighs heaviest on your decision making? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great place to think about it um, and to think about, so decision-making and des- and desires and that mo- most like kind of fundamental part of ourselves. Like, because who, I think who your master is will um, shape your desires and will shape your heart. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, if your desire is money, if your master is money, your desire is directed towards money and, and you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. collecting this money, whatever. And so what that means is when the decisions come in based on your desire, um, uh, you will make whatever decision accomplishes your goal of getting money. That means like Amani's friend, where was the money <laughs> versus the, the calling versus the calling yeah. versus yeah. the calling. Um, yeah. And so, with money as your master, it might lead you to compromise other values that yeah. you have, yeah. um, you know. And so, um, so with yeah, that, that's just money as an as an example. But yeah. that leads then into um, all kinds of things that could be um, unethical, could be damaging to the people around you, to your own heart, your mm-hmm. own soul. Um, and so, that I think that illustrates the importance of where who you're looking to as your master because can you trust that thing to shape your desires Mm -hmm. to make your decisions in a way that is life-giving to yourself and to the people around you um uh because ultimately you know that's that's where you'll live out of is is seeking to fulfill those desires or submitting those desires to be shaped by your master. And so I think that's why it's so important to have, you know, the Lord at, to see the Lord as our master, because he is a trustworthy master who will shape our desires in a way that is um, not what we're so afraid of, which is to be stifled, to be, um, to be uh, a captive, to be, uh, to lose our freedom, but actually frees us up to a fuller version of life. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. that make sense when I'm trying to yeah. communicate? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. I and to back to the the, the scripture um, in that same chapter, towards the end of the chapter, Jesus, you know, goes into seeking first the kingdom kingdom mm-hmm. of God and and live righteously. And the and, but right before that, you know, he talks about um, so don't worry about people say these things. Don't worry about what you will eat tomorrow. What you know how you'll um, be clothed and all this stuff. For your father who knows your needs, and I, I actually I was studying that earlier this week, and I realized I hadn't realized it before, but I think it's verse thirty-two or thirty-three when Jesus says, "Your father who knows your needs," and so I think you know after this, he says, "You can't serve two masters," right? So people, are, I think people are like, "Okay, if I can't serve, if I can't serve God and serve money, then how do I just serve God?" 
And I think the how you how Christ just becomes Lord, how God becomes Lord, how He becomes fully King over your life is by seeking His kingdom first. Why? Because He knows your needs. Meaning, mm-hmm. if He knows your needs, He knows you. Mm. And because He knows you, He knows everything about you, how you de- how you're designed, how you're wired, mm-hmm. what you need as a human being, right? From Him. And I think that's just a that's a powerful like image uh, of why do we seek God's kingdom first? Well, because he knows me and mm-hmm. he knows that yep. the love that I need, he knows what, where I'm lacking. He knows how to um, fill my soul up. Right. And that's why I seek his kingdom first. And that's why he's Lord over my life. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's great. That brought up a question that brings up a question that I wanted. Well, you kind of already answered it, but why is, looking to Jesus as our Lord, a good thing. Mm. Like when you're communicating to someone, when you're talking to someone about, hey, uh, you know, we should submit ourselves to God. Mm. Um, that's that's a difficult thing. Like so there are times, okay, so I, I, I do youth ministry. There are times when I'm trying to communicate that where I feel the like kind of tension. the tension, the reaction that people will mm-hmm. have. Like I myself am like hesitant because I don't want to come off as like too pushy yeah. or heavy handed or all these things, you know? And I, I feel like probably there are a lot of their listeners who, um, who might feel that same way when they hear the language of lordship mm-hmm. or submission or who's your master. So how would you communicate, um, you know, why should we submit? Why is that a good thing? Mm. Why is it not something that limits us? I really like that question because for the longest time growing up in a Christian household, you're told to submit and you're told to be obedient and live according to the Bible. And for the longest time I was living my parents' faith and not Mm. my faith. Mm. Mm. Um, And so I had to experience that and like ask myself, okay, why why is that good? You know, Mm. why do I want to surrender all of my like my plans to him and lay it before him um and i'm the kind of person that needs to fall on my face to learn and that (laughs) it's really bad a way of learning um most people just like hear an advice and they're like okay i won't do this um but i really was like okay no and i tried to find um i don't know (laughs) sorry (laughs) i blanked for a second um but like in that surrendering it's good because his ways are better than ours. And that sounds a little cliche sometimes when you mm-hmm. say that like too repetitive. Um, but when you try to do things on your own way, like I did, and you fall on your face and you make mistakes, um, you realize that there's there's no way on your own that you'll... Do you get what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say? 100%. Like it's 100%. not going to... end. Like the end result is not going to be... Um, what you want what you want and it's not going to fulfill you and it's not going to be good because Mm -hmm. it's not his ways you know um yeah or maybe it's what you want but it's not what you need yeah yeah Yeah. right right and it is i think what you're saying and what both you guys are saying is is i think one of the keys to submitting obeying following especially when it's difficult and you have those pulls you know you know what god wants but you're also pulled by this other option or decision Mm -hmm. it's good or bad Mm -hmm. is knowing god's heart yeah. Right, like that God has, like, is our perfect father who has good things in store for us. Yeah. And that if we follow him, it doesn't mean that we'll never go down any difficult or hard paths, but yeah. it does mean that um, that we know the person that's leading us is always leading us to something that is for our good, oh, yeah. right, in the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, sorry, go ahead. Um, 
Yeah, that that's great. Love it. I think um, one of the things, one of the reasons so many people struggle with submission, with lordship, is because there have been many authority figures um, or people in our lives who we've been told to submit to who have um, abused that position mm-hmm. of authority or abused that position of mastery or, or submission. And so a lot, maybe, maybe it's for their benefit, it's for their motive, mm-hmm. it's for their end uh, goal or right, something like right. that, you know? Because often in this world, those who like, you know, I mean, we read it all throughout scripture, those who have power use it to, to, um, to use the weaker people in their lives to make themselves greater. And yeah. sadly, sometimes that's your own parents. And, yeah. Uh, and even religious figures like people yeah. in the church um, that you may have experienced. And that's unfortunate. That's a misuse of, mm. of um, the name and the, and the heart of God. Mm. Um, and so I think the thing that helps me to realize is that there are, there are some people in that, that God is someone who is worth submitting to. Yes. Mm-hmm. That God is someone who will take your submission, take your surrender, mm-hmm. and completely bring that into a beautiful and loving thing. He will honor that willing submission, right? You mentioned earlier about your brother in the military. Yeah. It's a willing submission. Yeah. Most of the time. Um, <laughs> uh, but with God, it is always a, a willing submission that, at least that's what faith is, a willing submission yeah. to the heart of God. Yeah. Not to the command of God, because the command ultimately is rooted in the heart of God. So you're yeah. ultimately submitting to the heart of God, which is good, which is beautiful, which brings life and freedom and abundance. Mm. And so God is worth submitting to. I would even say that there's sometimes that we're not willingly um, willingly submitting. Like think about trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. There's sometimes we're like, we're maybe we're being willing in the way where we're we're submitting, but it's difficult. Yeah. Like I've had, we, I've we had, don't want it. Or yeah, we don't want it. it. But like, but it's it. like I know this is right, yeah. so I'm gonna let go of this thing, mm-hmm. even though it's painful or it's difficult, and I'm gonna trust that it's right. I've had yeah. some of those, yeah. and that's you know, um, that's difficult when you your heart. I'll tell you a quick story. So I was in a relationship, short period, few months, and my counsel around me was telling me my dad being one of the key people, like she's not right like she's not at the same maturity level she's not but like my heart mm. was like so in it mm. my heart was like totally 10 peak to- totally bought into it and i had to make it it was probably one of the hardest decisions i had to make at that point is i had to make a decision based on the counsel that i trusted and my dad i needed to trust my dad that he was right mm even though my heart was telling me something different. So I was having two different pools and I ended up, you know, following the wisdom of my dad and others and making that decision like totally 100% against my emotions and what I wanted Mm. um, or what I felt like I wanted. Mm. And as the months went by and kind of the, you know, infatuation, the fog of infatuation went by, I was like, absolutely, that was the wrong decision. Mm. But in that moment, I had to make a decision to trust the heart of somebody else over my own heart. Mm. I think that, good question would be like what if you don't have that figure though in your life because maybe a lot of people that are watching us don't have that authority figure like a parent to tell you hey don't do that you know Mm. i Um, think i think if it's okay if you well one i mean it's always you know find that person Mm because there's there's people that care about you but i think for a christian we always have that person in god Mm. right we always have that father that we can see his words and what he wants to say to us Mm. and what he wants to encourage us as as we close here let me let me finish with with one final verse 
I think it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, Abel, of just it is a perspective switch from the, you know, renewing our mind from the old pattern of the old way of thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the old pattern is that it's my life and I can do whatever I want with it. Right. And I think First Corinthians 6 gives us the pattern, 19, gives us the new pattern of the way that we should think. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Mm-hmm. Here's the key. You are not your own. Yeah. You were <laughs> bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Yeah. Right? So he's talking about one area, but you yeah. can replace bodies with any other thing. Yeah. Right? And it's, and it's linking those two thoughts um, and I'll open up anyone to just finish, maybe finish, close us with just a thought on that. You are not your own. And then followed up with, you were bought at a price. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, any I closing mean, thoughts on that? I, I think like you... As a believer, you want to, like, you want to follow, you want the benefits of, like, salvation, right? But that comes with a cost. Like, Jesus lived the perfect life, right? Defeating sin and death and grave. And he, you know, paid the ultimate price. And so if you're going to submit to him, right, if you're going to believe in that, then that comes with owning, you know, and being and knowing that uh, it's not free, right? Like we are to give up our lives to what he wants to wants yeah. us to do. Yeah. Oh, You're, can I just say yeah. something real quick? And like saying that over again, like you were bought at a price. You were yeah. bought at a there's price. There's a like, there's a very heavy what's the word? Um, weight on that. Like mm. that has a lot of meaning. Like you were bought at a price, and it wasn't just any price. It was just price yeah. that money can buy. You know, yeah. it was. Jesus' own sacrifice Precious on that blood. cross for us. So yeah. I think from here, like the thing that we take away is like to honor God and everything yes. that we mm. do. And yeah. like the big decisions, like relationships, after college, work, but in the little things as well, like you mentioned, like music and movies, like honor God through the things that you choose to listen so to, yeah. through the things that you choose to watch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just the big decisions; it's the small ones. Like, should I watch this movie? Yeah. Should I listen to this song? Yeah. yeah. Is this honoring? Yeah. Yep. And I think that's the question that we want to leave uh, with you in your mind. Hopefully, you're encouraged from this conversation. Yeah. It's not easy. I think all of us can attest to that. It's not easy to follow Jesus. It's not easy to to when your heart or there's different areas that are pulling in one way, or just to you know get our minds off that old thinking. Yeah. But you are not your own. You were bought at a price. And so are we honoring God with our relationships? Are we honoring God with our bodies? Are we honoring God with our time? Are we honoring God with what we watch? Are we honoring God with our relationships, uh, our friendships? Yeah. And so these are the things, and hopefully this conversation encourages you to just press in and say, God, I want to honor you mm. in every area of my life. And uh, let's continue walking this journey together. All yeah. right. Till next time. Till next time.